Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. My man Harry Douglas over there. Freddie Coleman over here. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. That's one of our favorite moments of the week. It's become everybody's favorite moment of the week because when you got Herm Edwards in the building, only good comes out of that. You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's happy hour with Herm. He is Herm Edwards, ESPN, not NFL analyst, football analyst, because NFL analyst just kind of shrinks what he does and does it extremely, extremely well. Hit him on Twitter at Herm Edwards. He joins each and every time this week, each and every week here on Freddie and Harry. Herm, I'm just going to let you listen to Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. Mm-hmm. After that call yesterday, Kadarius Toney lined up off sides and wiped out a 49-yard pass play for a touchdown in which he throws to, J- to Jason Kelsey who allows it back to Darius Tony? He runs in the end zone. That play is nullified. Patrick Mahomes was warm. It's the call, man. Just in that moment. It's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game and for it to, to happen on a flag change outcome of a game in that moment. I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense all sides called. That's elementary school. We, we talk about, I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and it doesn't get called. And if it does, they warn you, and there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. It's just tough, man. It, it, I mean, it's Lost for words, man. It's just it's tough because regardless if we win or lose, man, just for the, the end of, with another game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for any, for the NFL and for football. Herm, now you've had 24 hours to digest the play, yeah. the penalty, and the reaction. What is your reaction? Look, quarterback makes some great points, but this is the National Football League, and here's the problem. There's a, there's a flip side to it as well. If, if this, this thing were to happen and, and, and Kansas City wins the game, well, Buffalo's going to turn this in and say, you know what, this guy was offside. Why didn't you make the call? So that'll be talked about today rather than okay. the guy making the call. Okay. It, it works both ways. But when you think about the Kansas City Chiefs right now, they're, they're a team that is fighting for their playoff lives right now. The, they, have, they have the best quarterback in the league uh, in Patrick Mahomes. They have a fantastic tight end, a Hall of Fame tight end, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But they've got parts around them right now that at times they let them down. And that's where he's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week prior to this, there's a pass interference call that doesn't get called. So I, 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 I get where he's going. But, but, but the bottom line is this. you got to line up. And knowing this when you're the coach, there's certain players on your team every once in a while you know in big moments in a game, whether it's on offense or defense, someone in the huddle has to remind that guy, hey. Okay. Hey, you need to line up on the ball now in this formation as you break the huddle to give him a reminder. Because some guys get caught up in the game so much that it's too big for them to think about all those things, right? This team right now is a team that is, is not disciplined at times, right? Right. They, they, they've turned the ball over some. They drop passes some. This is not the Kansas City Chiefs that was a Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs. This is why their record, you could say if whether you like it, they're 8-5. And they've lost a couple heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. 
Last year, when they was going to those Super Bowls, they won those games. Mm-hmm. That's football, man. Football's a funny game. It really <laughs> is. Sometimes you go through seasons, you know, and I always say when I was in the league playing, 10 and 6 and 6 and 10 are 5. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Place. Say it again, Coach, because a lot of people don't understand that. Ten and six and six and ten sometimes come to five plays in the National Football League during the course of a season. Wow. You make it or you don't. Okay. And when you don't, you get a loss. Another, you get another win. And when the season's over, you say, I a ten and six football team. Yeah, but you know what? There was about five of those five plays we made, and if we don't make them plays, we six and ten, boys. Mm -hmm. It's it's that close. And we're seeing it now, and you hate for the officials, and the league doesn't like it, the officials don't like it, for that to be the hot button that we're talking about today mm-hmm. rather than these games because there's a bunch of great games being played. Absolutely. The league is in good in a good place. There's, what, 19 teams that still got a chance? That's unbelievable. I mean, the Denver Broncos were dead. In the they water. got beat by 70. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going, oh, boy. Uh, you know, we get it. The, the quarterback, you know, we're sitting there going, oh, he's done. You know, right. Coach, oh, Russell Wilson's done. You know, he wants to cook steak. And, and you know, and, and Sean, you know, and, and the coach wants to, you know, he's, he's a simmering. He don't want a full, he don't want a steak. He wants Chinese food, right? And, and it, the menu don't match up. Right. Right? Guess what? I'm looking at this list. Denver Broncos, oh. six and seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, one and game one out. One game behind the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And bait, guess what? They beat the Chiefs already. Yes, they did, mm-hmm. 24-9. Mm-hmm. So that's where this league's at for a lot of teams. Now, you get certain teams. Look, we, we, got, we got, what, a couple teams, three or four teams got 10 wins. Guys, <laughs> we know who the best teams are. They just got to play four more games. Right. The best team right now, if you're taking odds, and we got a bunch of betting parlors around here at ESPN, too. Now, every time I turn around, we got betting shows, too. That's, 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 <laughs> but if you're taking a bet in America, who's the best? If it's college football, mm-hmm. pro football now, who's the best team in the National Football League? It's not even a question. San Francisco 49ers. Right. Mm-hmm. No question. And then after that, you go, okay, who's two? Then, then you can start well, yeah. You can start the debate. Right. right. But right now, the San Francisco 49ers are, are leaders in the clubhouse. Not even close. And a, a couple weeks ago, they had lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. They found their way. And that's what makes this league so unique. Wow. Coach, I, I would say I this. That's why every time I get a chance to preach this, because people, yeah. they don't really understand. It, within every single football game, yeah. 
there's five to six, five to seven plays that determines the outcome out of all of those plays. Correct. And, and, and those plays collectively at the end of the day, they show up in some kind of way. And when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, whether you look at the Detroit Lions game on, on, right. on, on night one, right. the receivers played a hand in them losing that football game, a major one. You look at the Denver Broncos game that they lost, it was the turnovers and the drops by those wide receivers. Right. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, Patrick yep. Mahomes throws that perfect pass yep. and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Then you look at this game uh, yesterday when they had an opportunity. And we can't forget now, Rasheed Rice had a fumble in this game as well. Absolutely. The wide receiver. Absolutely. So this wide receiver, group's, wide receiver group is continuously taking turns, guys in that group, uh, messing things up. And for Kadarius Tony, because there, there is a video out of him coming out of the huddle mm-hmm. and looking to the sideline and pointing at the official. So let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, because I played wide receiver. You can't just line up and point at the ref on the sideline. You have to get, he has to acknowledge you being on that line of scrimmage and tell you whether you're good or you're not. No. You can't just point at him and then turn your head and think you're good. Cor- it doesn't work like that. No, correct. And sometimes when you get the official's attention, and I can remember when I played corner and the guy was a Z, you know, and I'm up there trying to press him, I'd walk up on the line and I'd look at the – Look at the official, and, and sometimes you look at him, and then you, and I holler, hey, am I good? Mm-hmm. Am I good? Right. And they give you a nod, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Right? And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. Uh, the Chiefs right now are a team that is reeling a little bit. They're still, a, they're still got a lot of parts here, but this receding core has been an issue for these guys all year. It's just been an issue, right? And it's just, it just manifests itself, right? And, 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 and when you look at it, this is why you always ask your football team and you, and you ask your coaches when they're coaching, can we just get lined up? <laughs> can we get uh-huh. lined? Uh-huh. You play defense. You tell a guy, man, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Defensive tackle. You're supposed to be an A-gap, man. Not the B-gap. We got the linebacker in the B-gap. You're supposed to be an A-gap. Now we got two players in the B-gap. They run the ball right through the A-gap. Nobody touches the guy. And he makes five. And people say, what? They're running against you. Yeah, the guy lined up a, a shade over. Rather than being in the A gap, he's in the B gap. Right. And people say, well, that's a little thing. Yeah, those are the things. They get you beat. Hey, those well before the every accident, there's always warnings, oh, right? Oh, boy. And then that accident comes. <laughs> Listen, Coach. It's true. Hey, man. You know Terry Rabisky. Yeah, man, I, Terry. I, I, oh, I promise yeah. you, Coach. Played against Terry with the Raiders. He will sit in those meeting rooms and tell our young players, if I got to coach you on and off the ball, and, and, and you right. you don't stand a damn chance of playing. No. And I ain't going to put you in to get me to lose my job because you can't do it. No, you're right. And, and, and you know, sometimes it's funny. You tell players sometimes. I can remember as a head coach, I said, You know the hardest thing for you guys to do? Just line up. And all the players start laughing. Just, can we just get lined up correctly? We ain't even gonna snap the ball. Just line up right. <laughs> you practice a whole week just trying to line up. Wow. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. 11 yeah. guys gotta do it right, man. Mm-hmm. But it's also funny that coach bring up, you know, you have those players on your team, though, man, that you have to hold That's their amazing. hand. You got to You have to them. babysit. And, it's, and, it, and I'll tell you, it's crazy and it's sad because everyone at this point is a grown man. Yeah. But, but like, you you have to do it. I ain't going to say the guy's name, but, boy, we had one in Tennessee. Oh, I've had we one. would name plays after him. And this joker would come out the huddle and run the wrong way and the play is designed <laughs> for him. And it's, no. it's a one-formation type play. It's only one way. No, 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 you're right. And, and, and I've had guys, secondary guys especially, as talented they are. And, you know, I had a guy, I ain't going to mention his name, and, 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 I, and I told Marty one time, I said, look, 
he just needs to do this. And I did like this, like a kitty, like a cat, right? right? He said, what's that? I said, it's cat coverage. He said, what's cat coverage? That means you cover your cat. Wherever he at, you go cover him. Don't worry about nothing else. All the other 10 guys will adjust. You just go cover your cat. And he was a great player. He covered his cat. It's okay. You got to adjust to the players you have, man. Right, yeah, exactly. And right now the Chiefs, they've been trying to do that and so far has not been good even though they're still 8-5. and Hern Edwards, ESPN football ants, always joins us each and every week on this time on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter, Herm Edwards. Cowboys beating the Eagles like that, 33-13. to 13. Did it say more about the Cowboys or the Eagles, Herman? Why? Well, this is what it says about the Cowboys. Uh, Mike McCarthy, when, when, when he took that job, I remember him coming out saying, look, I'm going to call the plays uh, once, once he decided to make a change with mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator. And everybody's, ah. Well, I guess he's right because <laughs> Dak, <laughs> Dak right now, Prescott, they're talking about considering him an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Why? He's a great play for caller. It's amazing when you have a good play caller, how that quarterback all of a sudden just gets into a groove. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed. Offense didn't change. No. Same place. Uh, same yeah, place. Same place. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the quarterback has got to get in a groove, right? This is this is Brock Purdy, MVP, could be consideration. Offensive coordinator, he really good. <laughs> yeah. The guy down in Miami. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Oh, but uh-huh. offense, hey, uh-huh. offense break color, uh-huh. he's pretty good. They help the quarterback. That's critical. They, they, people don't understand how important that position. Who's talking in this guy's ear? Knowing the personality of the guy. Knowing what he likes. His ego ain't in the way. I'm going to call something I like. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Call something to get the quarterback going. The hardest thing in the NFL is to get the quarterback started. Okay. This is the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurst right now, when I watch him play, there's no flow to this offense, guys. It's RPO, and then all of a sudden it's sitting, hold a pocket, try to hit A.J. Brown on a go route. It, it's just, there's nothing flowing with this offense, man. Okay. It's if they don't hit a big play, it's like, okay, and then they might run the ball two times in a row, and then they, they do something else. And I'm like, sometimes he sits in the pocket. I watch Jalen Hurst, I go, no one's open. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are they doing? It just, it, it's hard to watch. And he has been so good that he can make enough plays, yeah. but now they're struggling. They're struggling on offense, man. They're, guys, they didn't score a touchdown against Dallas. That, that's, that's the part the that got did. me, Coach, because yeah. – They didn't score you, a touchdown. You have so many dynamic people yes. on that offense, and I think that the part that upset me the most is that Dallas consistently blitz, and the Philadelphia Eagles didn't have a plan for Nothing. Them. Nothing. Like that's the that's the part that really got me because I, I, we're I, talking about one of the biggest games of the year yeah, for your team yeah. and your offensive coordinator. You don't have a plan, a plan yeah. for the I, blitz. I mean, you look, you're sitting there watching and you go, well, okay, check, check, check. <laughs> bring them guys in. There you bring, go. Bring, bring, bring the formation in. Tight end, you got to come back. Come on, man. Get, yeah. get up in here. We're going to protect the quarterback. It might only be a two-man route. That's fine. But right. we're going to protect the quarterback. He ain't getting hit. I, I, I always tell our defense this. I used to tell our offense. I say, hey, man, let me tell you something. Do not let that defense storm the castle and hit our quarterback. Right. Don't let them storm the castle. And when people started blitzing us, and I'd stand there as a head coach, I'd go walk down to that coordinator. I said, go get him now. You go, go get him. <laughs> go storm the castle. Right. I said, we're going to stop all this madness. Right. They're going to try to storm our castle. Go get that guy. Right. And you have to protect that guy. That guy can never feel like, hey, man, I don't have this thing. And a lot of sometimes you can't protect the quarterback knows I got a hot. I got to get rid of it. Right. Some defense just too good that but, no matter what yeah, you do. Yeah, but sometimes you sit there and you go, guys, 
check it. Quarterback, bring them in. Bring that formation in. Mm-hmm. Don't let them come through the A and the B gaps. That's all I care about. Protect the A and the B gaps. They mm-hmm. come out wide, we'll get rid of the ball. Ball will be gone. Right. But when them dudes start storming that castle in that A and B gap and that quarterback sees that and he's backing up trying to throw the ball, you got problems. Major problems. So, Coach, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering from a coaching standpoint. Now, we know they go over the blitz, but I, I'm wondering yeah. if they overemphasize it because all the teams that I played on, yep. when I, whether I had Mike Malarkey as my offensive yep. coordinator mm-hmm. or whether it was Dirk Co- Cutter, Cutter as my yeah. offensive mm-hmm. coordinator or Terry Rabisky, my last year in Tennessee, we overemphasized yes. and went over every blitz that teams uh, put on tape. Yep. Right. But even our quarterbacks took the initiative. Yep. Matt Ryan, yep. hey, they like to do this. This what I'm thinking when we see this blitz. Tony, I'm going to bring you back yep. in That's so right. we can max protect. Right. Harry, you do this. Roddy, you did do this. Julio, you do this. We overemphasized it so much that we were deadly against it. Because, if Coach, if you hit them one oh, time you, on that blitz. Stop all that craziness. You won't see it again. That's exactly right. They leave you alone. But once they can storm the castle and hit the quarterback, they're going, uh-oh. Yeah. And then now you got a problem. Right, and and you have to you have to protect it. You have to make sure situational football down in distance where you're at on the field. You have a pretty good idea when they're coming. Mm-hmm. You, you you know that's part of they show their hand. Yeah, that's early. part of the game plan. That that's part of the information you gather all week and what the team the tendency. You know, the offensive coordinator has to know the tendency of the defensive coordinator he's playing against because they're playing chess as well. Right, right, right. And, and and it works both ways. You know, what are they like in this situation? How do we get them in third and longs? You know, when they're in third and long, when they're in this. You gotta under you're playing the odds. Now sometimes they trick you, mm-hmm. but if you just understand the odds and how they're gonna come at you, you can protect the quarterback better. Mm-hmm. And I get and I give you a prime example: okay. the Los Angeles Rams versus oh. the the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. You know that that defensive coordinator likes to bring the blitz. Yep. Matthew Stafford knew that. Yep. Cooper Cup knew that. Mm-hmm. Bought time threw a touchdown on the corner route to Cooper Cup. Gave him enough time to run on the ball. And you know what? You mentioned those guys. I, I'm gonna tell you something. And I, that was a game I, I watched, and I went, you know, the Rams are coming out playing the Ravens, and I'm like, oh, this Raven got good defense. This, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna knock Stafford all over the place. He ain't got a chip. Man, Man, that dude went back there, and mm-hmm. he's an old veteran quarterback too. Let me tell you something. They lit that secondary up of Baltimore. I was shocked. I said, them dudes are throwing this because the Baltimore Ravens got a good defense, yes, guys. We know that. Yes, they do. And they went to Baltimore and did this in the weather conditions. I went. I had a whole new perspective of the Rams. I'm like, these dudes are pretty good, man. They weren't even trying to run. They just threw it. Matthew Stafford <laughs> went back there and was thrown against the Baltimore Ravens on the road, and he was completing passes, man. Wow. It was fun to watch. It was. Herm Edwards, ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry each and every Monday on this time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We mentioned that it was a check-yourself weekend in the NFL. In your opinion, who made the biggest statement this weekend and why? Oh... I would say the Buffalo Bills. I was going to say Josh Allen specifically. Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Because of all the, you know, this team has kind of been, they've gone through a lot. There's a lot of noise outside their building right now. Uh, And for them to go into Arrowhead, and, you know, and and Josh Allen, you know, anytime anytime you're a good quarterback and you get to play against Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, okay. Yeah, you got to I got to raise my game. And I said this. I said this yesterday. Um when I was on air, you know, and I said, you know what, if I'm, if, if I'm coach and I've got Josh Allen, I'm walking up to him before he goes out on the field and I'm looking at him, I say, you do what you got to do now. You go. You go. If you, you don't have to stay on script. 
Because generally you want to keep him on script. Because mm-hmm. he gets off script too much. Right. And they've been trying to hone him in. Mm-hmm. I'm telling him, you go off script. And boy, did he go off script and play good, man. Yeah. The only pick he threw was when it was on script. And, 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 and you know what? And, and it's okay. Because yeah. you figure he's going to throw. But you know what? That dude was playing. He, yeah, he ran was. the ball he when he needed to run it. Yes, he sir. threw it when he needed to throw it. It was like, and that's a hard place to play, man. And them guys got a good defense. The Kansas City Chiefs, right? They were young last year. These guys good defense. And he was he was something, man. You ain't lying. The way he played yesterday now. He Coach, played really good. Coach, let me ask you this really quick about the Lions, yeah, right? Oh, Two yeah. teams I'm oh, worried boy. about, the Eagles and the NFC and the Lions. Yeah. The Lions lose to the Bears. Should have lost to them the first time. Mm-hmm. But things aren't looking right for this no. team. They're trending in the wrong direction. What are some of the things you're seeing? Since with, that with break, I think Thanksgiving, their defense has really given up a lot of points. They really give a lot of big plays. Yeah, uh, uh, Jared Goff's five games, five turnovers. Uh, you know, And this is a team, they're not – they're not suited to play from behind. They were a run play action. I want to, you know, do it that way. Not hitting a lot of big balls down the field. Mm-hmm. They're just they're they're not flowing right now. And the quarterbacks turn the ball over, man. And and all those things that ain't good, right? It's just not good. And the defense was really good the first six or seven games. Yeah. And now they've given up. I mean, a ton of points, man. In the last couple, last five weeks, they've given up a bunch of points, man. And so. The question I got, is it the expectations that have been put on this team? You know, they were the darlings going into this league, and, and they got off to a hot start. Beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Opening night, yeah. And went, oh, and then the Lions were roaring. They've been roaring, and all of a sudden, they, mm, the little murder. <laughs> it was like, it's like, oh, you know, we got to really – because they got to understand, man, and, you know, and there's enough players of veteran guys, but when you're, when you're one of those teams that everybody's liking, mm-hmm. you got to play that way every week mm-hmm. now. Because you're the hunter, not yeah, the hunter anymore. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Jerry Goff, or Jerry Goff, when he goes to Chicago, he don't play good, guys. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He is not good in Chicago. Yeah, Shannon Penn's got a question for all you. All right, Coach, last question for you here. We all know that you are a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Come on, man, stop it. Congratulations, your Lakers winning the NBA <laughs> no, in-season tournament. Lord. I got my question for yeah. you, Coach. Fair that or, ain't no tournament, man. That's- fair or foul, the Lakers apparently are going to be hanging up an in-season tournament championship banner inside Crypto Arena. Let me a banner you. for winning the in-season tournament. Fair or foul? That That's... That's for the Lakers. For the Lakers, not the Grizzlies. They don't need that. They yeah. can't do that. They got enough. Thank they're chasing. You. They're ch- they're chasing the Boston Celtics. Thank you for real banners. Exactly. That's the Lakers. Yeah. But this this playing this little fight. You know what? I don't even watch that man. Somebody said they got a tournament. <laughs> out. I said what tournament? It's a regular season. No, they got this. Give it. Stop it! <laughs> the Lakers win real banners, man. They don't win some little uh, halftime banner. Uh-huh. You can go buy that at the Five and Dime store. It was the same thing with the Grizzlies. They hung a banner for winning the Summer League Championship. I'm like, really? Stop it! LeBron James ain't in there to win no little, uh, you know, a good sake banner. He's trying to win yeah, real banner. Exactly. That's what he's there for, mm-hmm. you know. And if the other boy, you know, we know who he is. If he could just stay kind of healthy, <laughs> I ain't gonna mention who he is. We know who he is. And that's one of my favorite. If he could just stay healthy, and every time I watch him, I go, just don't fall down. Don't fall down, you know. Just stand up. Can he make it through the game? And they got a shot. Yes, they do. Because they're the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And because LeBron, you know what? I watched that guy play, man, and I watched him run down the court, and I said, this man is 30, how old is he? 39 years of age. 39 years old. He's almost 40, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine all the miles that man has run on the basketball court? Mm-hmm. And he runs down there, and I'm going, look at how this guy's playing. Yep. 
He's playing like he's 25 years old, man. To yep. me, he's the best athlete that's ever played it in the NBA. It is unbelievable to watch him play, man. I mean, my hat, hat goes off to that man, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that guy, Anthony Davis, just come on, Anthony Davis, just stay healthy, man. Just play. <laughs> just don't stop with the cotton swabs, man. Just, <laughs> just play, man. If you play, they got a chance. Yes, they, they do. Yeah, no doubt, because they're deeper this year. They are. With better shooters on the outside yeah. where it's not just going to have to be those two. But if those guys can stay healthy, yeah. they're going to be a load to deal with in the Western Conference. Oh, I appreciate you, Herm. Thank you so much. My brother. pleasure. Harris, see you later, baby. He is the great, Bye, coach. He is the great Herm Edwards, ESPN football analyst. A great follow on Twitter. Herm Edwards, like we mentioned, he joins us each and every week at this time for happy hour with Herm right here on Freddie and Harry. Hit us on Twitter anytime you want. Harry's handle, hdouglas83, my handle at Coleman ESPN. We're going to do a little real versus fake when it comes to those seven and sixers, meaning those 76ers, not in the NBA, but in the AFC with the wild card playoff race. Stick and stay to ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. On this Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, 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 always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Herman would said it best when December rolls around. That's, things, that's when things get good in the National Football League. We're going to make sure it's even better, courtesy of this. Is it real? They're real? And they're spectacular. Or is it fake? Fake is going to fake. Fake, fake, This is Real versus Fake. And what we're doing is going to look at the AFC wildcard race. Four games left in the regular season after tonight's Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll let you know about chances of making the playoffs with these teams. And if we believe... Or we don't believe we bring in Shannon Penn, our producer, to make sure real or fake happens right now on ESPN Radio. All right, Freddie, I'll start with you. The first team on the list, the 8-5 and five Cleveland Browns. Real or fake, Browns' chances of making the playoffs. I'm going to say it's real if Joe Flacco keeps playing like that, to be completely honest with you, because that offense looks extremely, extremely dangerous because they can push the ball down the field. And, oh, by the way, they have a quarterback that plays really, really well in cold weather. So that's not going to affect Joe Flacco. You have that defense, you have that running game, and this offense ready to have a late-season takeoff. Oh, I say that's real with the Browns making the playoffs and Joe Flacco continues to do this. Yeah, I'm going to go real as well. The way Joe Flacco showed up for his team uh, versus the Colts, being able to make plays in the passing game, something that this offense has been missing just about uh, every game this season, really. <laughs> uh, I think that brings another di- dynamic, and you can just see the joy on the defensive player's face knowing that they have a quarterback that can get the ball out on the perimeter. Also, those wide receivers and tight ends are probably excited about it as well. And we know Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, the play caller, is smiling in the ear right now. All right, Harry, the next team on the list, real or fake, the Pittsburgh Steelers' chances of making the playoffs. The Steelers sit at 6-7 and seven with remaining games at the Colts, home against the Bengals, at the Seahawks, and home against the Ravens. Yeah, we're going to go fake. We're going to go fake. I just don't believe in their quarterback play. Kenny Pickett is hurt. I didn't believe in him, even if he was a starter. I definitely mm-hmm. don't believe in Mitch Trubisky and what he can do and help this football team. So this is going to be a year that the Pittsburgh Steelers do not make the playoffs again. What he said, let's move on. <laughs> All right, Freddie, next team on the list, the Indianapolis Colts, currently at 6-7, and seven, remaining schedule, home mm-hmm. against the Steelers. Right. At the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Ah! Home against the Raiders <laughs> and, and, home, and home against the Texans. Uh-huh. Real or fake, Indianapolis Colts, chances of making the playoffs. I'm going to say that's fake because I love the Gardner Minshew experience, but we've always seen at a certain point 
it runs out of steam. It runs out of juice. And I think we may be starting to see that a little bit with this football team. They could win or lose any of their remaining four games. I know you can say that about anybody, but I think that's really the case with this Colts team, that they could lose to the Steelers. They could lose to the Falcons. They could lose to the Raiders. They could lose to the Texans. I just wonder how much of Gardner Minshew and that experiment has finally run its course because I've seen this before. I'm going to say it's fake, the Colts making the playoffs. So I'm going to go real, and here's why I'm going to say real. Because uh-huh. when I look at them and the Houston Texans, in which that will be the next team. Sorry, Shannon, I'm moving ahead. Mm-hmm. But I think one of those two teams is going to be between one of those okay. who gets a spot in the playoffs. In the last game of the year, they actually play one another. Uh-huh. And when you look at their schedule, I think they can beat the, the Steelers. I think they have a chance to beat the Falcons, the Raiders. And then that last game of the year, that's what it's going to come down to. When I look at the Texans as well, they have the Titans twice, the Browns and the Colts. So yeah. I think that that last spot can go between any one of those two teams. So that's why I'm going to say real mm-hmm. for both. Yeah, I'm going to answer about the Texans. Hey, I think I'm with you. I think it's completely real. But I was going to say that. Now nah, I'm not. And here's why. They may be too beat up from the feet up, man. Losing Tank Dell... C.J. Stroud and concussion protocol, Dalton Schultz without a hamstring, that may be the litmus test in terms of can they overcome these injuries. That's a good point. Yeah, so that's why I was on board with the Texans making, making the playoffs. I know they got the Titans twice, the Browns and the Colts, so it's not easy, easy. Division games are never easy. But I want to, but I can't with the Houston Texans. I'm going to say that's fake because they're too injured from the feet up especially lately. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Our real versus fake when it comes to chances of these teams making the playoffs in the AFC wildcard race. Once again, Shannon Penn, the floor is yours. All right, Freddie, next team on the list, the Denver Broncos, currently sitting at 6-7, and seven, remaining games at the Lions, home against the Patriots, home against the Chargers, mm-hmm. at the Raiders. Freddie, what say you? Real or fake, Denver Broncos' chances of making the playoffs? Real, because they're going to go 4-0. They're going to finish the season 11-6. and six. They're going to win at Detroit. We know they're going to beat the Patriots because me, you, Devin, and Harry can beat the Patriots right now. We can score more than the Chargers. They only scored six. They're going to beat the Chargers, and they're going to beat the Raiders on the road. This Broncos defense is playing extremely well. By the way, did you see the catch by Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone mm-hmm. with one arm? Guy draped all over him. And give a lot of credit to Russell Wilson. He put that ball 55 yards down the field on his right arm. The way they're playing, the way they're being coached, it's like an old-school team. They remind me so much of an old-school 1990s Giants team. Run the football effectively. Tell your quarterback not to mess it up and play tough defense. They're going to go 4-0. They're going to be 11-6. The Broncos are going to make the playoffs. That's real. All right, for me, I'm going to go real as well. Um, When you have the Patriots, the Chargers, and Justin Herbert is out right now, the Raiders, they couldn't even score a point in their game on their home turf inside. (laughs) I, I, I have faith in the Denver Broncos right now. I really do. Um, here's the unique thing. Mm-hmm. When you look at these three teams, when you look at the Broncos, the Bengals, the Bills, yeah. one unique thing about all three of those teams, the Buffalo Bills lost to both the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. and the Denver Broncos. And, the Denver Broncos, and yeah. that could be something that comes down to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good point. All right, well, you mentioned it, uh, Harry. The next team on the list, the Cincinnati Bengals, 6-7 and seven right now. Their remaining schedule, home against the Vikings, at the Steelers, at the Chiefs, home against the Browns. Real or fake, Cincinnati Bengals' chances of making the playoffs? 
I'm going to go fake because of the Minnesota Vikings. They're yeah. going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. The mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, they're trying to win their division right now. Absolutely. So they're gonna, their antennas really have to be wiggling and, and, and going up at this moment. <laughs> and then the Cleveland Browns, how they look with Joe Flacco throwing the football around, I'm going to say fake for Cincinnati. Yeah, me too, but I'll give a lot of credit to Jake Browning. He's played yep. really, really well for this football team. Over 270 yards passing yesterday, a couple of touchdowns. Boy, he's looked the part as if to say he's never going to start in Cincinnati. That does mean that another team out there is looking at him thinking, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, okay, we can maybe give him a little money, slide a little do-re-mi onto his plate to say, we can have you be a starting quarterback here, and he will be able to take that and run with it. I'm with you. It is going to be fake for the Bengals making the playoffs. All right, last team on the list, Freddie, the Buffalo Bills, currently sitting at 6-7. and seven. Their remaining schedule, home mm. against the Cowboys, uh-huh. at the Chargers, uh-huh. home against the Patriots, uh-huh. at the Dolphins, uh-huh. real or fake, yeah. Buffalo Bills. Bills making the playoffs. Well, they're seven and six, so I think they will make the playoffs. As long as the Cowboys game, I can't wait to see how interesting that game is going to be. But then they got yeah. the Chargers, they got the Pages. Those will be two wins. It's going to come down to that Dolphins game. If they're able to beat Dallas, they're going to run the table, in my opinion. I think they beat the Dolphins in Miami. If anything, that may decide the division, depending if the Dolphins come back to them. So based on them winning yesterday, because that was an elimination game for them, I think the Buffalo Bills' real chances to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's simple for me. I'm going to go real, and the reason why I say it's simple, and I know I get on this player a lot about his turnovers, but Josh Allen is such an yeah, unbelievable talent and a guy that just mesmerizes you when he's throwing the football and he's on the football field doing amazing things that not everybody has the ability to do. Mm-hmm. He gives them a chance to win every time he steps out on the football field, yeah. and we've seen those amazing things versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead this past weekend. So I'm going to go real. I think they have a chance to run the table. No doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, and Freddie and Harry, and one of our own who shall remain nameless, Devin Kane, got in touch with his inner Harry Douglas over the weekend, and it really almost did not end well for him. We'll get to that next as we have the Chronicles of Devin Kane on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Patrick Mahomes is not the only one that had a meltdown kind of moment this weekend. It happened to one of our own. He's Harry Douglas. No, not him. I'm Freddie Coleman. No, not me. I'm Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in. And always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We all have heard. We've all seen it. Patrick Mahomes losing his mind on Sunday after his team lost to the Buffalo Bills 20-17. to After Kadarius Toney on the plane was Patrick Mahomes threw the pass to Travis Kelsey, who then lowered back to Kadarius Toney. Would have been a 49-yard touchdown. He would have taken the lead. Instead, Kadarius Toney was offside. They called it. No touchdown, no nothing. The Chiefs lose. So Mahomes had a Mahomes meltdown. It's the call, man. Just in that moment, it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game, and for it to to happen on a flag change the outcome of a game in that moment. I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense offsides called. That's elementary school. We we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and it doesn't get called. And if it does, they warn you, and there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. It's just tough, man. It, it, I mean. It's, Lost for words, man. It's just it's tough because regardless if we win or lose, man, just for it to end with another game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for, any, for the NFL and for football. He was yelling. He was fussing. He was cussing. And then he would at least calm down a little bit in the press conference. Well, Harry Douglas has seen that one of our own. 
Devin King, one of our producers, uh-uh. almost had a similar, similar situation involving his weekend. Devin King, the floor is yours. Yeah, I almost got teed up, boys. Okay. Have at it. We want to hear it. Come on now. Men's League Basketball, Sunday, 2 p.m. We were losing by 15. Okay. So let me just set the stage here. <laughs> Player on the other team was chirping the whole game. Okay. Was he good? To the point, not really. No, then that's the worst kind. To the point where we're shooting threes and he's saying, hey, your shoelace is untied. He's just, he's oh. trying to get in our heads. It's God. not working on me, but I could tell it's working on my teammates. Sure. They're talking about it in timeouts. I'm like, guys, you're doing what he wants you to do right now. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'm going to pick up 94 feet. And I did. He couldn't do anything with me. First trips up and down. Huh? Ooh. Yeah. You've guarded me in basketball. I know the feeling. I, I was angry, too. Ooh. So... Next Put it time, on him, Dev. Next time, next time down, he he uses his, his hand to push off on me. Okay, and it's clear because it, I, I move back right, mm-hmm. so I immediately look at the ref for for any sort of he's mm-hmm. on his phone, Freddie. He's on really? his phone when he when the game was going on. Are you serious? No, I'm heated. I start screaming at him. So I go to the other ref in a timeout. I said, your man was on his phone. And this is what the ref said to me, the other ref. He goes, well, was there a basketball play happening? I said, that doesn't first matter. of all, that doesn't matter. Second of all, yes, he missed it. So I'm, I'm chirping at it. I'm, I'm actually to the point where I'm begging him to tee me up. Because I'm, I'm thinking maybe I can use this moment to inspire the team. <laughs> and he didn't tee me up because he knows he was wrong. Uh-huh. And listen. To, to, in his defense, yeah. mm-hmm. in their defense, these guys are taking their time out on, sure. yes. on Sunday yes, afternoons to ref. They don't have to do that. Yeah, but then they don't have to get paid when I, they don't do stuff well, like that well, either. I don't even mind if like you miss a call or you're not sure. getting on the other side of half court. Absolutely. The bare minimum, uh-huh. you can't be on your phone. Exactly. Agree or disagree? I completely well, agree. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a no, minute. No, no, no. Oh, don't no, do no, that. Just, just listen. Wait a minute because, see... There was a movie I watched called Superbad, and those two cops at one point, they blocked McLovin, and y'all know how they blocked McLovin. Now, what if that referee, this was his only opportunity to be in a situation that he's been waiting for for his, his entire life, and he has this text message being sent to him from this nice human being, and this is his opportunity to set this thing up and to finally... Go for the dagger. There was five minutes left in the game. Well, so what, Dev? Maybe so he what? needed to write right then and right there. No, he didn't. So, no. hey, Dev. No. no. Don't you block McLovin. No. 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 No, no, no. You block McLovin in this situation. I was screaming at him. I was saying. Okay, you're right. I know you don't. I'm about to say, who are you? I was saying, I don't know. I know you don't give up blank. And he's like, you're right. I don't. I don't. Oh, no. Oh, see, see, see. See, well, that's when you try to make a pass and you throw the ball at him, like trying to pass it to one of your teammates. And just accidentally hit yeah. him upside the head. I'm not advocating on-court violence, but sometimes <laughs> oh, messages I'm sorry. need me, to me be either. sent. <laughs> but sometimes messages need to be sent. You can look and say, oh, I'm sorry, man, I didn't see you there. He's got to prove it. It is your word against his whistle. <laughs> I'm st- man, I'm still mad about this. I can tell. You're it is crazy, though, that this face. man is on his phone while he's officially I'm almost ridiculous. Again, yeah. I'm almost more angry at the other ref for saying, well, was there a basketball play happening? Ooh. Sir, why does that matter? Man, you know what? You know what else I would say, Dev? Y'all were down 15, you said? Yeah, he yeah. was. They were. That's why he didn't give a you-know-what. He yeah, figured your guys weren't winning. Don't be down 15 next time. Hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, I'm not doing anything. These bunch of fools losing he, this he, basketball He may game. have felt like it was boring. Like, like, like y'all had, didn't have a chance of being down 15. <laughs> You're not making Dev's disposition any better like, right now. He bored as hell, Dev. 
Y'all why? losing my 15. Nah, you why? trolling. Why are you, I'm, why are you smiling it's, so He big, really right? is. <laughs> like, like, like the cat that just ate the canary. <laughs> I got to look at this from all angles. All angles. Yeah, you looked at it from the McLovin angle, so already your premise is flimsy as we speak. <laughs> Harry, have, have you ever been ejected from a game at any level? No. No? I, I Me neither. Been ejected, but I've, I've yeah. said some things. Yeah, yeah. Like two yeah. officials, like I really have. Now, I've thrown out somebody out of a game. When I was an umpire in Little League when I was younger, and we had this four-game series. Now, games will get backed up because of weather. We had this four-game series, and the manager of this team didn't even get to the fifth inning. He was His team was the best team in the league, by the way. He was just complaining about everything, everything and everything. So before the last game of that four-game series, right, he walks up to me. He has the lineup card. What people had better realize, the minute you had the lineup card to the umpire, I'm now in control of the game. He's giving me all this. Now, now, Freddie, you don't know what you're doing, yada, 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 but I'm confident that this game will be called the way it should be called. Harry took up my face mask and said, I don't know. I tell you, Mr. Johnson, you ain't going to be around long enough to find out. I ran before the game even got started. <laughs> Freddie, really quick. Yeah. I've told an official that missed a call uh-huh. that he missed it because he's a bird watcher. Oh, wow. What? He's a bird watcher. He's Y'all bird read between watcher. the lines. <laughs> you don't have to read between the lines to find that the two teams that played in Super Bowl last year may not make it this year. That's next. for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.